Does anyone have a random thing to insert as a QQ rambles in the middle of the podcast? I feel like if we're talking about Rebel of Moon, there's going to be enough random rambling. Okay, fine. Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2024, and we're your hosts, Tanabot, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, Hola, gentlemen. Amigos. Si. Uh, Zach, I appreciate that you were headbanging, really. I don't appreciate that you were just, like, chill as a turtle over there, just, like, waiting, waiting for the music to be over, waiting. Yes, indeed. Waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> and so this, dear it's listener. Anticipation. <laughs> And this, God damn it! Shut up. <laughs> and this, dear listener, is Austin. I mean, Quest three sixteen. Can we review Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon? Uh, I don't know. Can we? Do we want to? Do we have to? We can try. But must sure. we? I'm sorry. The correct answer I mean, was. It... <laughs> You know what? It was work to watch. It should be work to review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear listener, we're going to do our more or less, with one little twist, standard QQ review format. We're going to start off with our expectations or preconceptions and then what surprised us. We're going to get into the meat of it with the good and the bad. But before wrapping up with the verdict and predictions, we're going to have a little special section called The Hilarious. Because <laughs> there's some fucking laugh out loud moments that are not supposed to be laugh-out-loud moments in this fucking film. So, that will be fun. Oh, gentlemen, preconceptions for Zack Snyder's 2023 masterpiece, Rebel Moon. Really, you gotta kick us off. Oh, it's gonna be a beautiful train wreck. So, <laughs> I, I like Zack Snyder. I, 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 one of the few people that enjoyed Sucker Punch. I enjoyed, what's the zombie one? I recently we saw it. Um... Whatever the zombie one is. If you go um, into it with the expectation it makes any sense, you're going to have a bad time. But if you go into the expectation that you're going to see, like, a really weird, gnarly picture of a dragon on top of a dragon riding a wildebeest in front of, you know, multiple lens flares, you're going to have a good time. Dude, fuck you. If I'd have had all those things, I would have had a good time. But guess what? We didn't have any of those fucking things. So fuck you. <laughs> uh. Zach, what were your preconceptions? I was expecting a lot of CGI slow-mo. How'd that work out for you? Pretty well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I certainly got what I expected on that point. But um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm with Ruli. I like a lot of what Zack Snyder does. I knew, I guess, that this was just sort of something that he wanted to do I, i'm not even sure that it's based on anything except whatever's in his brain uh, um, I, I i think there's some debate there but we'll i'll save that for later <laughs> fair uh yeah it just i don't <laughs> trust Zack snyder to be original that yes <laughs> very 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 much side-eyeing that concept so uh I think there was something that I read that was like, oh, it's an original concept from from Zack Snyder, and I'm already suspicious, but also that he could pull it off in the first place. 
even if it even if it were true, even if it were wholly original and just sidestepping that whole uh, point, I don't believe that he could pull it off. So I wasn't expecting much, but I was expecting it to look like a Zack Snyder film. So I think I got that. Okay, so very very similar. I also expected it to be bad. Um, I I assumed it would be MS3K levels of bad, but I got to admit, even that it still managed to surprise me a little bit with uh, it pushed that fucking boundary. But Zach, to your point, this was supposed to be, you know, quote, all original, but not exactly, because this was based off a rejected Star Wars script. Zack Snyder wanted to make a Star Wars movie, and they said, no, Zach, we're not going to let you do that. And he said, fine, I'll go make my own movie with CGI and slow-mo. You know what? Double down on the (laughs) slow-mo. So I expected there to just be Star Wars uh, stand-ins, allegories, whatever you want to say, right and left. And boy, howdy, was I not disappointed. So, all right, let's move on to the next section of surprises. Gentlemen, what surprised you? I actually was able to sit through a two-hour movie and watch this. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I I have have sound clips to to put in these. I have a little, little interstitial. Sorry. Magnificent bastard, I read your book! I knew. Of course! What the fuck just happened? There you go. That was your preconception surprises. I forgot my own bumpers. It's been so long since I did a Kiki review. Okay. Hey. I cut you off. Go ahead. No worries. No, I was surprised that I watched the two hours. I would, no, granted, I put it right next to my dishes for like 20 <laughs> minutes while I was doing things. So it was accompanying me while I do my chores. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was distracting. But... It's so dumb. That was I, I made it through the two hours. That in itself was surprising. That, that you said, "Hey, let's watch this movie," and I watched the movie. Yeah, dude. You know, the review time. You're a trooper, man. You're a real, you're a real podcast hero. You stood right the fuck up and watched <laughs> that fucking flick. I was amazed. Zach, had you watched this in advance uh, before, or did you watch it because we said to watch it? So I watched it because you said to watch Yay! it. Yay! Because because <laughs> I forgot that I had already watched it. What? Wait, you saw this twice? It was that memorable. Yes. How? Yes, I apparently watched it once before, and about halfway through the second rewatch, I was like, this seems weirdly familiar. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I have seen this. It's funny because it seemed weirdly familiar on the first watch. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Um, uh, Jesus, dude. Okay, surprises. So, um... Like I said, I expected there to be Star Wars stand-ins. I was surprised by just how on the nose so much of it was. Kind of blew my fucking mind. It was like a Star Wars formula, Star Wars characters, the fucking Mos Eisley, a shitty version of the Mos Eisley Cantina t- is there. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- there are plenty of other things that surprised me that we were going to say for the fucking bad, because I just didn't, re- I was surprised by how bad it could get, guys. Spoilers. Uh, here's another thing that surprised me, because I, I didn't look into it. Anthony Hopkins... <laughs> We're all like, the movie starts, is that Anthony Hopkins? The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, you know what, now that you say that, I recognize it, but I'm not going to lie. It was just like, I put it on a little Slack channel. And um, there's this gif that y'all might have seen where it's the, um, it's a garbage truck and it's lifting up a trash can to put the stuff into the back of the truck and fails miserably. 
puts the trash can back, and loads the garbage on all over the street. That's how I literally felt for that first 30 seconds of that 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 monologue thing. It's just like, what is going on here? Just, just... Now I understand yeah. why, why Star Wars did the scrolly text, because you could only throw five magic words at me and have me understand any of it. What? Right. Lord uh, Gargonzola? Garbanzo? Is what? Oh, God. The, Murders, the exposition doesn't stop trade there. Wars? <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I mean, the exposition doesn't stop there. That, that's uh, like, uh, again, we'll get into it. But like, the amount of exposition is kind of mind blowing. It's like you think, ah, oh, they're front loading this, right? It's gonna be fine. No, no, we're just gonna stop and exposit shit like five different times. I think in the movie, like every <laughs> every act is uh, like in between them is a, like a, a bumper of oh, and more exposition up oh, and more exposition and exposition that isn't really relevant to the next act. It's just like, well, no, we had all this backstory we didn't want to show you, so we're just gonna like sprinkle it in is it relevant no thematically no emotional no character arc no it's just it's just fucking there oh no no it's a movie that needs another movie before it that they didn't have what one of the comments that i saw was it may be intentional but if he's riding the um director's cut wave as much as possible and there's like a secret like four hour werewolf moon part one cut out there that he <laughs> wants the fans to, to demand and fight for but also yeah it's it's no it's it's a thing oh. all right gentlemen should we get into the good we can try this is gonna be a long section i can see it coming <laughs> this is so wizard Oh God. Shut up and take my money. All right, gentlemen, the good. So I have a huge list of shit that I went through this movie and wrote down, and I did it chronologically. So um, do you guys want me to kind of take the reins here and just chime in and add shit as we go? Because I, know I it's would gonna love be, that, Tom. It's, it's going to be hard to keep this on the fucking rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Left to my own devices, this is going to devolve. So yeah, give us some structure. Okay. So in the good, I'm going to go chronologically. And this section is a lot shorter than it should be. So of the entire fucking opening of this movie, the first thing I have in the good is actually the opening uh, part where the evil like military in general, whose name I can't even fucking remember. That's how memorable they are come to the village and the one farmer is like, no, we do have excess grain. The leader's like, no, we don't. And then the, the main bad guy beats the leader to death. That scene, I actually felt had some uh, uh, tension to it, had some stakes. I actually, it was a little subversive in which guy, you know, the, the, the bad dude kills. I actually liked that scene. Uh, this is one of the few scenes I'm going to say that about. <laughs> what did you guys think of that? Was there anything good yeah. before that? The oh, only yes, thing that yes. I can think of... You, you, you go, go really. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I cracked up at the first, again, 30 seconds because, like... I don't know, it could be just my, my mind in the dumpster, but, like, it seriously looked like space was giving birth to a spaceship. <laughs> that, that, that portal was just a little too... Uh, the shape of it was just... No. No. But, but I did think it was cool that it's, like, trying to establish some of the rules because... I don't know what type of universe this is. It's like advanced AI, magic, and magic, which I guess is, I guess is Star Wars. It's fucking Star Wars. It's Star Wars so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at least with that portal sequence, they kind of set the tone for what you were getting into, which is bad, but, you know, it's fine. They, you know, they, they were upfront <laughs> about it, at least. You can say that much. Um, 
I'll, I'll give one piece of credit before that scene that you were talking about, Tom, uh, which I agree yeah, was yeah, bring it pretty decent. And uh, I think set up the farmer as a character. You know, I'll get into it in a minute. Actually, I could ramble about it if you want me to in a minute. But <laughs> did you? Did the... someone say ramble? Wait, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Hey, dear listener, this is oh, another no. entry. In no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the um, there, There's that opening shot where they're just playing music and they're watching What's Her Name. And I honestly can't remember her name. I can't remember anyone's uh, name in this movie. Serious, I'm not no. joking. This is not a bit. I can't remember a single fucking name in this movie. The Scar no, Giver, the farmer. Just, just, rem- just go by the tropes. Go yeah, by the that's tropes. True. That's true. Not yeah, on Solo, so... etc. <laughs> So Ray uh, is out there <laughs> driving a plow uh, behind a fantasy horse. Yeah, I thought she was. Um, I thought she was the Obi Wan of the story, but I'm cool with Ray as well. No, she's she... right. Definitely right. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, that that shot with her silhouetted behind the the with the planet in the background and the big like it is a huge red scene. Um, I thought that the shot made a good poster. Like that was a cool. That was a cool visual. Okay. There, yeah, there are a couple cool visuals in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, the music that went with it, the whole <laughs> running into a rock, and then that interaction with the farmer was just so god-awful. I'm sorry. We're devolving. So, <laughs> just yeah, do it, why don't dude. we just, why don't we just do continue? Uh, oh. Man. Okay. I, I did really like that scene that you brought up, though, for yeah. reasons I'll get into eventually. <laughs> in the bad or the fucking good? This is the, this is the good section, it's, though. It's honestly a ramble more than anything. It's not good or bad. It's just weird. I mean, this this is fitting for this movie. I, I don't think there's anything structured at all other than Tom. <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, no, it, it is structured. It's just uselessly structured, right? We are very specifically like, yeah. I guess originally this was pitched also as either a, a, a series or a game or whatever. Like it fucking shows, man. Because every act is just completely random and different and fucking pointless. But it is structured. And now we go to the bar. And now we go to the ranch. And now we go to the city. And now we go to the docks or something. I don't fucking know. But it is structured. Space docks. Yeah, and we get an FMV cutscene in between each called Exposition. I'll say this for the bad, but I, there were very strong was it y- Yojimbo vibes. I mean, but that's all the but that's that's Star what Wars-y Star Wars it's, and... it's derivative of being derivative, right? Yes. That's what Star Wars fucking pulled from was Kira Kurosawa in the Hidden Fortress, and now all of a sudden we have that. Yeah. It's like the diluted water. Down. Oh god, it's so bad. Okay, we're not in the bad yet. We're not in the bad yet. Uh, <laughs> all right, the good uh, again, really add stuff. So okay, I have one in the whole opening act. The other thing that I thought was hilarious and good is when after the fight where uh, the main character Ray saves the girl from the you know mustache twirling villains or soldiers, then we have the that was, Anthony. That was a good fight scene. That was a good fight scene. I disagree. Go go <laughs> ahead. You explain why it was a good fight scene, please. Explain to me why the slow mo is necessary. Why the fight people, choreography not, did anything? It's not necessary. It's people getting punched in the face, and I'm all for that. I mean, I mean I, it's, I, nowhere, I will... it's nowhere anything near like the good stuff out there, like John Wick or The Raid or The Night Calls or Comes for Us or whatever. It's not that good, but it, it was fine. It was passable. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm yeah, gonna... it's not a groundbreaking sequence or anything, but it was fun. <laughs> 
I'm going to, again, get into it in in the bad, but the fight choreography in this movie just kind of sucks. And I, I would go so far as to say, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of credit here, that was the second best fight scene in the movie. And that is not boding well for the rest of this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that scene ends with Anthony Hopkins' pacifist robot holding a gun sideways, looking at it like he doesn't know what to do with it. And then he just fucking shoots it out of the, like while he's holding it and headshots the guy. That was great. I'm putting that in the good. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, the robot did that? Yeah, the robot yeah. kills the bad guy, the not Michael Shannon. And by like holding the gun, like he's looking at it, like he doesn't know what to do with it. He's not pointing it. And then it just goes off and <laughs> shoots the bad guy in the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was really not clear what was happening while you were watching <laughs> it. On second watch, uh, I was looking for it because that's exactly oh, no. what they had happen. You know, it's funny, <sighs> like... like... Now that you say that, that makes the plot make sense from a little bit, but also it's silly. But oh, it's, it's very silly. I, I just basically said, like, when I first saw him, oh, look, it's evil Chappie. Um, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I'm sorry. I'm going to be laughing this whole goddamn podcast because this movie is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, evil Chappie is a good way to put it. Actually, you know what's funny? Um, look, looking at my list here, Ruli, you just said, like, it was silly. I think basically all of the things that are on my good list are the silly parts of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's fine because I knew what I was getting into. If I wanted to take this movie seriously, it is just a completely derivative mess. But it's it's fine. Like, give this dude like paint by numbers, and he can paint. The numbers will be off, but he'll paint something in there. It will look good. <laughs> All right, um, um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like, there's just so many weird layers that is just trying to figure out like what the movie is trying to be. So like, him shooting the person. Now that I know that happened officially, because I, I thought that they were going to bring this up at some other point, would like they at least did an okay job of establishing of like, oh, you remember you remind me of that person that I was supposed to protect, and that kind of just rejiggers his brain sensors. Or I don't I don't know if the robots are magic, or I don't know if the robots are AI. It's very hard to tell with this universe of what anything extremely. is anymore. Yeah, um, but okay, at least that made sense. From like, okay, like. Hey, like, it, I guess that jogged his memory, and I guess he's going to have but it a was conscience so, or something. Like, so many things in this movie, it's so exposition heavy. Like, the the stupid robot goes over to wash himself off in the river, and a girl comes over to be nice to him. And he's like, hey, would you like to know my tragic backstory? Let me tell you about my tragic <laughs> backstory, which is also the tragic backstory of the universe. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, no, thank I mean, you. Everything is heavy-handed. Like, even, even that scene in itself, it's just like, we have to establish that these people are bad. We're going to do everything we can to make you think that everyone is bad. Um, but also, I was, I was like, why Why are they beating up on evil Chappie? It's just like, <laughs> free robot dude that's going to do your work. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, why it makes no would sense. you why? break the free robot? Yeah, what, exactly. But, like, hey, he'll no, lift the things that I want to lift. Eh, let's shoot Because anyway. it's to establish, we're, we're so evil, we're going to turn down free labor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, I have this in the bad section. Like, they are so <laughs> ridiculously bad. It's like, it's like, guys, this doesn't even make sense anymore. Like, again, they're, they're, they're shooting the butler. I don't even fucking know, man. Um, okay, the next thing on my good list is, so we head out to the, our two char- main characters, head out to the Ma- not Mos Eisley Cantina. They have a little camp scene where there's more exposition. They get to the Mos Eisley Cantina. And I'm going to say this, because this also shows up later in the movie. The little uh, prison robot thing that just grabs people and, like, constrain or uh, contains Scorpion them. Scorpion robot. Huh? The exoskeletons. Yeah, yeah. The exoskeleton prisoner robot. That thing's cool as fuck, actually. I thought that was oh, fucking yeah. great. Yeah. And we see them like two more times in the film, which I appreciate them actually setting something up and using it. 
It's Chekhov's prison mm-hmm. robot. Um, that um, parasite alien informant thing was pretty cool. Yes, yes, <laughs> really. Hold on, where's yeah, my? Yeah, that guy was great. Where's my? Where's my cheer? Where's my cheer in this? God damn it! Woo! I called that the baby Metroid. <laughs> I loved. It. So yes. we go into the Mos Eisley Cantina, the not Mos Eisley Cantina. There's a handful of aliens. The only one that is impressive that I absolutely loved was I was calling it the fucking baby Metroid. Because it looks like a Metroid, but it's got its tendrils in this one guy and is using them to speak for it, which is such a Metroid thing to do. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Do we ever see that again in the rest of the movie? Do we need to? No, we don't fuck need you! To. It's, like, it's like the best. I want to see that later. Uh, it was super sure. cool. Take him and, like, as a character. And the way that it did like the pulse lighting up to his neck and he would yeah. like jerk around every time a pulse hit his head. It was, it was great. so great. Bring him as like, a character, man. Yeah, that was that was fantastic character design. Uh, um, loved that. So, and then yeah, we never saw it again. He ran off, no. like detached from the dude and scurried away. Right. Okay, so I was not- like, oh man, he's gonna be back. He's scurrying away. No, nope. <laughs> he's getting away. He's gonna like stow away on their ship and like take over somebody's brain or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, which again, spoilers is for the bad. It's like a section. That's just everything's a spoiler for the bad. I shouldn't have done it this format. Um, like everything is like, hey, something cool. Yeah, that's going away. We're never gonna see that again. God damn it! Hey, that's cool. It's going away. We're going to see it again. God damn it! Like, it's like, the fuck, guys? All right, I have nothing else good to say until we get to the next planet. Anyone, anything have something good to say about the Cantina? We'll be back to say the bad. Mm. Um, Thankfully, they didn't have a CGI alien singer in there. I was I was very happy we didn't get that derivative. <laughs> I, You know, I, yeah. I wish I could sing that song, and I can't. All I can say is, Ichuta. How? <laughs> okay, I so- like the... Uh... I liked the pilot's accent. What the accent? Smuggler? That was kind of fun. The smuggler pilot? Yeah, yeah not he was Han Irish. Solo. I think he was Irish. Irish. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah not Han Solo. Again, I'm, hey, no, it's no, not a bit. Uh, I can't remember anyone's name in this fucking movie. I cannot not Unredeemable joking. Han Solo was, was what I was thinking yeah. of him as. Because right. I was like, is he going to have a redemption arc? No. No, no he's not. No. <laughs> no, he's just about that life. It, that's fine, but lean into it. Come on. Right? Don't tease. Okay, so then we go to uh, not Tatooine, and we have the Griffin, the Griffin part. And I have two, uh, or sorry, I have three, three notes on this section of good, gentlemen. That not Tatooine is like probably my, one of my favorite parts of the movie because the first thing on the good list here is just abs. <laughs> so many abs. This guy ends so up being a abs. prince later, and we only learn that through exposition. But he's a fucking prince. I don't know when the, the- fuck that happened. Um, yeah, I don't I know either. Name. Like I, re- I vaguely remember that. I'm like, oh, he's a prince. I guess when when did that happen? But I mean, sure, why not? And he, um, he talks to animals because why not? But how, when? How? <laughs> Everybody needs a druid. Play later. Every what good party. Powers? Every good party needs a druid. <laughs> it's 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 like Tom. You can't complain about being spoon fed and then be upset when he's a surprise prince. Which okay. one is it? What do you want? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh man. Um, uh, but you have good say, storytelling say, or exposition. You can't have both. <laughs> uh, but I will say it gave me. The part that I was so upset that Avatar didn't deliver on. Because, like, in its dances with wolves, he's going to tame the animal thing. It's just like, they kind of set it up in the beginning, and then they're like, You're, it's, we're going to do it now. And then they just cut off to him, like, coming back with the flying on the dragon. I'm like, yeah. at least show me taming him. <laughs> show me something. Um, I was very upset that with an Avatar, so that kind of, like, filled in that gap for me. So yeah. it made Avatar better. I yeah, but then they come back and they're all best friends. It's like, didn't you just try to kill him right? like ten seconds ago? 
Like, oh, really yeah. hard? He tried really hard to, to end that dude's yeah. life. To smash this motherfucker like, against the rocks. Ah, you, <laughs> uh, you didn't die. I guess we're buds now. Yeah, we're cool. That's we're cool, bro. Works. Hey, look. Yeah. Totally. A lot, a lot happened in that slow-mo moment when he's in front of the sodden. Oh, Jesus. You know? That shot. The, yeah. They, they, the, the Griffin appreciated it so much that it's just like, you know what? We're cool now. Yeah. And, um, my, my, number two, my number two thing of good in this section is just the Griffin. Like, the Griffin is lovely, and I want, I want more <laughs> Griffins in my sci-fi. But like in, in yeah. like at least in the illogical decisions where people get what's coming to them, I was really surprised. I was just like, okay, okay, cool, dude, bro, Prince, you know, had a real hard time riding this animal. I'm just gonna waltz up and you know walk in on this animal now and not think anything bad's gonna happen to me. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Right. <laughs> and then he died, and that that was actually nice. It was so good. And yeah, the uh, th- that was also hilarious. We were like, "Is this guy freaking idiot?" And then, of course, he the Griffin does kill him. And I, that was my third thing in the good for the section. The Griffin just stomping him was was so fucking hilarious and awesome and perfect, despite this guy being a fucking idiot. No, it uh. wasn't perfect. Perfect would have been <laughs> if they were doing like their walk away, like catch up dialogue. Like, damn man, that was really cool. While they're like you know, patting each other on the back and heading to the ship, and you just see in the background, almost out of focus, the griffin just ripped that dude's head off. <laughs> and then they turn around okay, and he's like, at a girl. Uh. And then they go off. They didn't need to do the whole, like, ah, oh, dramatic claw, well, gonna, like, close up on the griffin in his obvious CGI face. Subtlety is not this movie's forte, Zach. <laughs> The background would have well, been like, way too subtle. They didn't even show him getting stabbed in the gut. That's so, like, true, actually. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it uh, was overwrought, yeah. which is the theme of the day, but <laughs> whatever. All right. The next planet we go to is the, like, um, cyberpunk Cobalt, planet. Cobalt mine. There you go. Uh, where we meet Nemesis, the not bounty hunter, just badass, uh, where she fights. That's right. Yeah. Spider Woman or Arachnia or whatever. Uh, and this Our- is the. This is the only place in the movie where there are lightsabers. Just to be clear. Are, there, um, are the big hat people like a race, a religion, or something? I couldn't tell because I noticed a lot of big hats on the bad guy's side. I was too busy listening to all their exposition to actually know what the fuck was going on on the planet. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, this, this planet is by far my favorite in the movie. Nemesis is the coolest character in the movie. This little, the spider woman was the coolest enemy design in the movie, unless you count the Metroid, but this is an enemy. And the whole little tiny micro plot here of like, the spider is sterile because the humans, so she kidnapped a child. Like, this is the best storytelling with the best fight choreography, with the coolest character designs in the whole fucking movie. It is completely superfluous and adds nothing to anything in the plot whatsoever, but it's the best fucking part of the movie. Argue with me. Come at me, bros. No, the you're, CG you're was bad and you should feel bad. Well, there's <laughs> that. Almost spit take. God damn it. Uh, so much slow-mo. Um, yeah, I really wanted to like Nemesis a lot more than I did. Um, well, she's just... I think She has nothing to do with I think anything. she has... Exactly. She had nothing to do with anything, which is maybe the biggest criticism you can levy at her. But, like, she had all this cool mystique, and, like, the swords are nifty, and what's the deal with those? And, like, she got stabbed in the forearm, and sparks came out? What? And they never talk about it. No, they have, yeah, robot hands. Never address it. Don't even. You get nothing. So, Uh, so, 
So I so, think my head yeah. my head cannon at the moment is this is Battlestar Galactica, and I think everyone's a robot. I really, really do. Because that would explain things, wouldn't it? Oh, oh. I think oh. everyone's a magic robot. It's just magic. It's, there, there is no circuitry. They don't need to be charged. Everyone just runs on magic. So like, <laughs> bad chappy oh. is their natural form. So that's oh. that's what I'm going with. What if what if Rebel Moon is just a Westworld scenario? This whole thing is just it's so bad because it's a B movie plot that was set up by a corporation of Westworlders. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying this this section could have been an episode of um Death Love and Robots and it would have been awesome. We didn't need a Zack yeah. Snyder movie to have a little surprise Death Love and Robots cameo section. Yes. Okay, the next thing on the good is to the, are we onwards to the next planet? Yeah. Do it. Onward. So we go to the Coliseum planet. Oh god, do I have things to say about this in the bad? I only have one good note here for the Coliseum planet, which is we bathe the general. And that is just fucking hilarious to me. That we just have this person kind of washing him. It's so funny. Like you're getting a pressure hose and a scrubby <laughs> brush. <laughs> And we're just gonna clean you up because you oh, great. apparently smell terrible. They never showed the fucking Coliseum, though. What I know, fuck? I know. We're gonna get that in the bad. Uh, also, God. he has on a terrible, terrible fake little beard, and they do shave that off, yeah. but they don't show him shave. Uh, okay, guys, yep. we're almost we're almost done with the good. I literally, so literally. What happens have... after we get off of Planet Three Hundred? What now? It's Planet Three Hundred. That's what it is. Uh. That's kind of true. Uh, I have two more things in the good. That is literally it. So the whole next planet, I do not give a flying fuck about. Then we go to the final confrontation. Uh, at the end of the confrontation, we actually realize that one of our background characters ends up being, I think, a main character for the rest of the movie, which is going to be Furiosa 2.0. So you don't even remember her. It yeah. was the, the warrior chick. She's literally Furiosa 2.0. And yeah, pretty cool. No, she showed up with the blood axes um, at the very end of their recruitment drive. Yes. And <laughs> just like, uh, I guess the main axe. blood axe dude died, so she's just like, I gotta see this through for some reason. Um, <laughs> but at least she was cool. We got more emotion from her than our other characters. I mean, yeah, that's true. Technically. Ra anger, anger is an emotion, so yeah. <laughs> All right, my my last thing in the good for the whole fucking movie is just that I'm going to give a little modicum of credit here, okay? Farmer Boy actually had a character arc and some character growth. He's like a fucking pussy up front and wants to sell out, and then he actually like tries to save the kid during the Spider-Man fight, and then in the end, he doesn't give in to fear and he frees all the, the, the fuckers at the end. So this is as close to a character arc as we've... Yeah, I'm looking at your face, bro. Like, this is as close as we get, dude. Do we get closer? I think not. Is this a character arc? Your face says no. My pity party for this movie says yes. Yeah. It felt no, like that's... a very much plot armor gotta do something to oh, make God, things yeah. happen. Because, like, like, I hate it when they establish the big bads as, like, we're really evil big bads. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put everyone in the, in, in the Scorpion robots and then just monologue and monologue. It's just, like, I, I hate to say it, but that, that uh, what is it, the Seth something with the Dr. Evil scene in, in the first Austin Powers just like get a gun we'll take him out now let's yeah. just do this let's do Scott, it now you don't, like, you don't just, get it we'll do it together <laughs> we'll do it together it'll be a bonding moment <laughs> alright like, is... no you don't need to take him to the Senate 
Oh, that is all I have in the good. I am ready to get to the bad, where I think we're going to spend the best part of this podcast. Uh, does anyone have anything else good to say before we move on? I got something silly. Oh, that's good. Which we're establishing is, is sort of kind of good. And but I've it's got very one last much one a in the both categories, so go, go all right, first. You, you do yours, and then I want to ramble. Okay, okay. He's got the both. He's got um, the both categories. We'll let him segue. We'll let, we'll let Roll segue. Zach, yeah, I'll, I'll segue. Okay. You go, 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 go. All right, all right, all right. So, the fucking farmer. I said when you were talking about that one scene at the very beginning uh, yeah. where they beat the village leader's head in, and we'll probably talk about the whole, oh, we gotta use sex to honor the gods bit, which came out of fucking nowhere. That was the best part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the best part. Um, no, the, the farmer, like, you're right, he had a character arc, but it was the same arc as the farmer in... Did you guys watch... Um, uh parks and rec no 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 okay well then this is gonna make very little sense to you yes so i mean no in in parks and rec um there's a low level i found the sound clip no 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 yes i mean no okay sorry continue first of all i highly recommend watching parks and rec it's uh a very funny show and you know pretty much easily digestible even however many seasons there are but um there's a character in it who is kind of a main character for uh, a lot of the the seasons especially the later ones he's like a city planner or a low-level city manager and goes through this whole sequence of events anyway at one point he basically loses his job goes through a manic phase where he invents this incredibly complex board game that he calls Cones of Dunshire, or Cones of Dunshire. <clears throat> and it gets mentioned a couple of times because he's really enthusiastic, but like nobody understands it, nobody knows how to play it, and it's just absolutely bizarre. The show doesn't explain the rules or anything, it's complete nonsense. At one point, it has its moment where he is negotiating with a telecom company to get free community Wi-Fi for the city that they're that they're representing. And they laugh them out of the office, and then he notices on their way out in the conference room they have set up Cones of Dunshire, and they're playing it. And so he walks in, and he's like, you guys know about Cones of Dunshire? And they're like, yeah, we're obviously super smart technical people and we play niche games and we're experts on this. He's like, well, I invented it. And they're like, yeah, right. And he's like, all right. So that's a hey, make Raul, you bet. Do you we'll have any idea where he's going yet? I'll tell oh, yeah, you. No, I completely know where he's going. Oh, God damn it. I don't <laughs> know. We're getting, we're getting to this. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll make the bet. We'll, we'll play Cones of Dunshire. If I win, then we get Wi-Fi for the city. Like, all right, obviously this is going to be a pushover, whatever. Cuts to the end of the game. Uh, telecom guy's all confident. He's like, you have no more resource gems. <laughs> and uh, and our hero is looking at the board, throws a bunch of dice, makes a couple of moves, finishes, he's like, and that pushes my farmer, yes, my humble farmer, into the central cone. Which, for some reason, wins the game. Because it's all about the cones. Anyway, the entire time that the farmer was on screen doing stuff, uh, especially on the second watch, where it's like, oh, yeah, in that scene where the village leader gets beat the fuck up, and now farmer guy is 
suddenly thrust into his coming of age story or whatever. Uh, I'm thinking, ah, yes, my humble farmer is going to be pushed into the central cone. Okay, okay. <laughs> because of that. course he is. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. He's the key player in that final scene where everybody's captured except for some reason him. And the guy's like, all right, you're going to be the one to execute your girlfriend. No. Turns around, <laughs> jackknifes the guy in the skull, and then releases everybody and does basically nothing else. Uh, I, I was very confused by that gun. That's it? Yeah. I, don't, I was like, wait, they... he, he used the gun to that was going to like sedate them to totally you're... blow up this guy? <laughs> no, you you remember the um, in No Country for Old Men, the, yeah. the cattle spike. Like that's what yeah. that was. That was right? a like, totally that big was. spike yeah. that just goes into your brainstem. But they don't um, fully like it, it goes into your brainstem. But then with some people, they can like extract information from your mind, so it doesn't actually kill you, or it does. And that, I that's a Black Mirror no. episode. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that, that was sounds like something else. No, I mean they killed the one dude with it. Uh, early on where they were like interrogating him because he volunteered the information because he was promised that he would be set free Aww. and he was set free Aww. to death um, so cliche. but no they killed him and then they made this offhand comment about dissecting his brain for more information after the fact uh, yeah no no the fucking farmer cones of Dunshire just <laughs> They, they pushed so, him into the central cone right at the end. He did basically nothing for most of the movie. Like, yeah, he had a couple of moments. Like, he, he, he went in uh, in the spider scene and grabbed the kid and ran away. And that's like, oh, he's so brave. I think he was brave sure, as much as he wasn't, he wasn't as scared. I don't know. Or self or selfish. He was a good listener. I think that's how we got most of Oh, um... dude. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. He was a good listener. What, what's, what's Thanos' daughter? He listens He listens to Thanos' Gamora? daughter slash Ray. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go, boys. You want to get the girl? Just be a good listener. It's all you have to do. <laughs> um, all right, really. Yeah. Before, all right, so, so, yeah, before okay, your segue, okay. you have to do one thing, okay? Okay. Really, who's our sponsor just, for this evening? I'm just going to cheat, and I'm going to use what I was going to complain about. Hey, you want to take down this massive dreadnought ship? Hey, you want to try to do something cool? Giant metal stick. It's all you need to apparently take down the biggest spaceship ever. Giant metal stick. Buy yours today. <laughs> yeah, just hit a crane operator, and for some reason the crane operator can pilot the ship. I, I didn't. I didn't understand that. I thought it was cool, it but sense. also I'm like, like it was. I thought it was insurance on another ship. <laughs> so it's like, how did they take down that? What? Am I, right? I have no sense of where things are in this thing. It's but an inanimate carbon rod. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So oh. cool. Coolest stick in the movie. Oh, uh, that was a that was a good segue into. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It stinks. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! I was saying boo <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, dear listener, welcome to The Bad. Okay, we I, I just, I structured this horribly, gentlemen, so we're going back through the movie with The Bad. Now, I have a couple of, like, big, just general things I need to get out of my way before I go through the chronological film. Um, this fucking story... I can't, I literally have been, I pre-gamed for this podcast. Uh, Corey helped me pre-game for this podcast. 
And I can't find the words to express how meaningless, aimless, bland, paper thin this is. It's not even paper thin. It's like, you know how like we keep making processors down to like the nanometer? It's thinner than the thinnest super processor on this goddamn planet. Like, this story sucks fucking ass. I do not get it. You're not supposed to get it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the worst thing uh, about it is that the setting was superfluous to the plot. Everything like, superfluous he, to the plot. <laughs> everything was superfluous to the plot, but like you could have told this story in any setting, and you chose sci-fi for no reason. It actually makes like, less sense use... in sci-fi, right? It actually made even less sense. Like, you use sci-fi to explore things that you can't in a contemporary or historical context. You use it to escape the bounds of normal storytelling. The same reason you introduce magic. But they had that, too. So, sort like, of? Question mark? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, there was, extremely. It was there. There was so little reason for a sci-fi setting. And that made me mad more than anything. <laughs> It's like, look, I I didn't watch Sucker Punch for the riveting story. <laughs> I watched it for a giant samurai with a Gatling gun. Well, but it's yeah, how all his movies work. It just find some silly reason to make some silly pictures. The, the fight choreography in the other in other movies from Zack Snyder. I mean, Three Hundred and Watchmen are just pulled from the comic book pages straight out, so you can't give too much credit. But even um, Sucker Punch, which is not a great movie, has like these memorable fights and these memorable designs that is nothing nothing in this movie is fucking memorable fight choreography sucks throughout the whole fucking movie like there's like i said the second best fight is probably the opening fight and then i think the best fight was the fucking spider chick and even that wasn't great it was pretty typical what what's the finishing move oh i take a sword and slide under you and slice your belly oh yeah we've never fucking seen that before um oh god the fight choreography is so bad but uh sorry yeah. to, to go back to the the plot and why sci-fi doesn't make any sense yeah, we're trying to take down, like, planet-killing spaceships. And what are we doing? We're recruiting a couple of people. Why the fuck do we need these fucking people? General Patton didn't go and recruit, like, five dudes with, like, rifles. Like, you had to, like, fucking man armies and tanks and bombs and, and fucking aircraft carriers. Like, why think... the fuck do we need these people? The whole fucking movie... The whole Tom, fucking I don't point think... is to recruit five fucking people. Why? I don't think you understand the power levels of this movie. Do you not Overnight recall I just told you how a stick <laughs> took down the most important spaceship they have? They don't need an army. No. They need five you... people with five sticks. That's you know it. what would have been? You take out everything. You know, what... <sighs> you know what would have been a better setting for this entire film? And they could have done the recruitment sequences, and they could have had monsters and all of their weird little magic bits. Um, imagine China in the Opium Wars, like the first one. And you've got a uh, river delta that Imperial Navy ships are coming into. You've got your big bad empire, just right off the bat. You That first fight scene where she's rescuing the, the girl from getting gangbanged by the soldiers. Yeah. Like, imagine that with muskets, where she just, like, rocks up with a hatchet takes this guy's gun, blasts him in the face, flips it around, and beats another dude over the head with the butt of a rifle, and then switches to another, like, takes another guy's gun and does the same thing just three times in a row. Yeah. Because that would have been better than what we got. <laughs> the stick thing. The stick thing you could have absolutely done. Imagine that you had a guy 
running on the uh, <laughs> like the, the across the mast of a sinking ship, leaping out into the air over open ocean, carrying a flaming stick overhead, <laughs> into running a it straight into a fire. <laughs> It, not into a blimp, straight into like the barrel of a cannon, having that okay. set it off. Oh yeah. The cannon, oh, this is good. Shrapnel out into the crew. Yeah. Setting off the powder magazine on this uh, this Imperial Navy ship. Oh man, you could have done so many cool visuals in a setting like that. You didn't need sci-fi. The sci-fi sapped so much of what could have been cool about those scenes away it's by true. making them trivial. Fucking true. And it just sucked. Ah, oh, so bad. Okay, the last, the last general thing here before we get into the chronological bad is just, and we're, it's, it, this is a theme throughout the movie over and over again. Characters just fucking disappear. They just fucking up and disappear. Especially if you think they're going to be cool, they're just fucking gone, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh, but we're subverting expectations. Fuck you. It's look, it's not. <laughs> I feel like I'm defending this movie. It's not called Rebel Moon, the full movie. It's called Rebel Moon Part One. Oh my god, I hate you. They're so going much. to That's come the back. Only thing. That's the only <laughs> thing that you can say about it is that maybe the second movie will redeem some of this garbage file. No, no, the director's oh, no, cut plus the second it. movie plus the director's cut of the second movie. Oh, that plus talking, the prequel baby. that you need to understand these two parts. Yes, or three parts or five. Yeah. parts. and maybe a graphic novel. I, no, I think it's two. I, I think it's two. No, I, I want to be half two. joking, half serious, but I think there actually is a novelization of this movie. Fuck off! <laughs> blows my Jesus. <laughs> There's a reason I don't know how to read. Is it? Is it just a Mad Lib? Because like the whole thing was the, the main character of the movie is so bland. Okay, Bless I'm, I'm sorry. Bless okay, her heart. Me, I wanted me, to like her second. so much. A, a, a narrated version is also will be released alongside the written format. The narration is eleven hours and fifty minutes long. What? <laughs> no. That's no, no, no. That's terrifying. Why? Why, God? Why? That's hideous. Oh my God! Why? Ah. <sighs> uh, okay. Let's get into this chronologically. So we open up with exposition. We already talked about this. It's fucking hilarious. Really, how did how did you describe it as like the dump truck? Like I just yeah, the, so, yeah, the, 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 so much trash. Just throw that garbage on me. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Then we we keep getting like the main character just dropping more exposition throughout the movie, and it's so it's it's not that it's necessarily unmemorable. It's that it's so random throughout the movie. I don't remember the order or the reason that doesn't tie well, in anything. So sure, part two. It's just, it's just yeah, so it's just like, unprompted. Oh, we're out of fire. Like, oh, it's my secret it. tragic backstory that I'm just gonna blab about to the first person I meet because reasons. Well, only a little bit at a time, though. We're gonna drip the shit out. A little bit. Of, yeah, you gotta drag it out. Uh, okay, so fuck that. Uh, next, next uh, bad thing. Awkward. The soil smelling, licking. That was very intimate with the like literally snorting soil. That was just no one else. Like, we were laughing. The people I was walking with, we you were know, literally laughing. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why is she snorting you know, you know soil? where that came from? I don't know. Gladiator? Gladiator. Uh, yeah. It came from Gladiator. Like, he sniffed for the dirt and then rubbed it on his hands. He didn't fucking inhale this shit. Like, and lick yeah. it. It's fucked up. <laughs> well, no one is looking. So, so again, I don't, I don't want to sound like I, I'm defending this movie, but like, <laughs> I love is the whole intent of this just to be like a whole bunch of like homages to other movies? Because it's much. like, I felt like the entire thing was just like, 
what is what are we being derivative of? Okay, like this is like yes. the Thaddeus daughter thing. This is the this is the Luke Skywalker farm boy thing. This is the Yajimbo thing. This is that. Like Tons every single step of, of the way, it's just sure. like yeah. like everything is something else. <laughs> so yeah, no, Corey this actually had a great Corey had a great quote for this. This whole movie can be summed as summed up as not being blank. As in we got the B version of everything. So it's not quite Gladiator. We got the B version. It's not quite Star Wars. We got the B version. It's not quite Futurama. We got the B version. Like that is the fucking way to sum the entire movie up. No, so much. It, every scene has its own little inspired by credit. Because <laughs> um, you're right. The derivative is the name of the game. And it's just a question of who are you driving from at any given moment. Yep. Oh my God. Hodgepodge. Okay. Uh, next, next bad thing. Can, can I? Really, oh, you can do uh, anything I, you want, man. Fucking I, wanna, roll. I know you're trying to go in chronological order, but I do yeah, want to jump shit. at the end because this was the one thing that I remember. So, like, the ending was just a madhouse. Like, I actually liked the ending because it just, like, I had no idea what was going on. I com- so, Which ending? Which ending? That's kind of half true, but I, I also guess, completely like, the, disagree with the, you. Go the, th- on. the three endings. The three endings, right? I guess it was there's all like, There's, like, so, three or four. Dude, it dude ended dies. so many times. Dude dies. Dude's a robot. Dude is resurrected. Dude is on a telephone. Dude gets a telephone call. Dude gets a telephone call and it's just like, oh, I'm so angry. And then it ends with like, if you don't do this, I'm going to crucify you. And I was like, how is that any bad than falling 30, you know, maybe 30 feet? Probably more than 30 feet. Well, like, getting, dude, getting your arm compound fractured, getting stabbed in the leg like through a fucking artery, getting your teeth knocked out, then falling a thousand feet into cold water, washing up on rocks. And then yeah, like a, crucif- a crucifixion, he can be resurrected from that. This isn't a big deal. Like, why is he afraid? Like, that just blew my mind. Like, this is, then that just like kind of summed up, like, I don't understand this world. I'm, I know I'm never going to understand it, which is perfectly fine. I'm but this so world is not mad. meant to be understood. <laughs> I'm so mad that the Adeptus Mechanicus showed up only at the very end. Oh. Like, where were they the whole rest of the movie? That would have been such a cool, like, bit to have. Like, oh, they've got faster-than-light communications through magic space tech and these dudes in masks. Through, well, through, ma- through Matrix through... spikes into the back of your head, apparently. Yeah. That, yeah, is he a robot? I don't know. Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, uh, like are they are they are they are they engineers? Are they like religious figures? Who the fuck knows? knows. That was so cool. Yeah, but we got nothing for it. We have no <laughs> idea because they were introduced right at the very end. This is why you have to read the eleven-hour book. Oh Jesus fuck Christ! <laughs> well, all right, dear listener, that was the end of the movie. So thank you so very much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. There's more. We're not done with you yet. <laughs> Bring that corpse back here. I want to. <laughs> okay so um yeah then we have the villagers talking about fucking uh as a like tribute to the gods of the harvest or whatever i mean i put that in the bad that came oh, I from somewhere. Put that in good. yeah that came from somewhere and i don't know what at this point but just it was so out of place it's so fucking weird like you're trying to establish like oh this is a, a lovey-dovey weird hippie community on the edge of starvation for some reason but not really because reasons because and, reasons yeah uh, right, okay whatever. so then then we have the good scene where the bad guys show up um then we have the, the fucking uh, in the bad here that group of soldiers who are just so insanely evil they're beyond redemption they're beyond mustache twirling they're beyond scenery chewing they're just so overt there's no subtlety they're like we are evil in every possible way we want to fight each other we want to rape people your villagers are going to steal your food i'm going to shoot the robot he's like Yes, dude, we get it. Okay, we fucking get it.
It's and so. Like, you think the commander is going to be the voice of reason, or that little like jumpy uh, yeah. ensign dude is going to be cool, but he just fucking disappears. Characters disappearing. I, I, there you go. I was going to say that <laughs> the Soldier robot just runs off into a field and shows up at the very end with horns for some You're reason. You're spoiling the bad. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> well, stupid. How it's in so, the bad? This yeah, is, right. This is the bad I know. place. I fucking know. It's so <laughs> bad, dude. Um. Uh. Yeah, so first of all, they're all jarheads with like the same haircut. I practically didn't tell them apart. We got Starship uh, Troopers. That was that was all like evil Starship Troopers. Basically. Um the, yeah. the commander guy looked almost looked like Michael Shannon's. So then I was just disappointed. I was like, oh, we didn't get Michael Shannon as an actor. Uh yeah, they Soldier Boy just get, leaves the movie. The robot literally just runs out of the movie. They're just it's so you think they're setting things up, and like now we're done here. We're gone. Nope. All this for yeah. Nope. We're we're leaving now. It's like wait, wait. You just set all. You set up a backstory of robot rebellion and the king and evil soldiers and there was multiple characters. We had a soldier who was gonna have a redemption arc and then no, we're done. We're just done. Going. Yeah. You know what we're gonna so, do, guys? We're gonna go. Well, we go to the. We're gonna go to the bar. Before that, we're gonna go camping. Like what the fuck is happening in this movie? Like it's so, so fucking stupid. You know how the whole. Star Wars Extended Universe came to be was just out of the ambiguity of the original trilogy. Sure. Right? Like, they'd throw this one line, oh, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars, and then never talk about it again. (laughs) Um, That's the kind of, like, expositional setup that it's a throwaway line to to establish that, oh, yeah, I know your family. Sure. Yeah, it's world building. And, And then everybody takes that and runs with it, right? Like, what were the Clone Wars? Well, let's imagine what that could be like it feels like in this movie they wanted that to happen but it is so forced so forced how you're supposed to ask questions like what you're supposed to ask about what you're supposed to dive more deeply into and they tried to like put some guide rails on shit with all the exposition but did such a terrible job (laughs) that you're just like None of this is internally consistent enough to build a mythos around in the first place, so why should anybody else try if you're not going to? <laughs> the Queen's a Jedi, right? The Queen's a Jedi! Yeah, well, we don't even know. We don't get to spend any fucking time with her. She appears in a fucking flashback. Here's a, here's a theory, though, um, and I was going to leave this for the, the fucking end and the guessing, but, like, is the girl herself the actual princess? Was that girl hidden in this town she is the actual princess and that's why the robot thinks she looks like the princess and that's what the girl was actually hiding there to protect i mean maybe that wouldn't actually jive with the actual character motivation but it'd be better than it is well i mean, I mean maybe or the main character is i don't know ray well, no, well, I, mean, I think there was enough backstory there but like the didn't they try to establish it just like hey like you're on the big bad's evil spaceship and the evil spaceship crashed so, like, I could see maybe that, like, that person was also on the spaceship or something. Or maybe she's, or or maybe she's the robot clone. Come on. Like, there's, there's so Oof. many ways you can just easily explain Fucking this. Knows. Okay, so then we, we leave the town. Uh, so, uh, the two main characters, uh, main character, the Scarbringer or whatever the fuck, and, and Farmer Boy, uh, are going to walk to the Mos Eisley, can- the not Mos Eisley Cantina. They ha- they camp out on the way there. So I want to I want to make a note for later. This is a two day fucking journey, two fucking day fucking journey to walk to the bar, uh, and they camp out in some exposition. I don't give a shit. They had horses. They didn't walk. Well, yeah, and it still took them two fucking days. 
That's a lot of exposition they gotta get through. <laughs> can't just do it all in one night. So, uh, we get to not Maz Eisley. We, again, we talked about the, the security robot. So, the, the thing is here, this is the not Maz Eisley cantina. And, like, so we have the Metroid, which is fun. But then we have a fight scene that absolutely positively sucks. Um, no one can shoot the girl standing in the middle of the fucking room. And did you notice that she gets behind like little tiny wooden tables and they're stopping sci-fi energy bullets with a wooden table? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is the point of these fucking guns? They, they're more useless than Star Tom, Trek phasers. Tom, again, they they the stopped bullets levels. until they didn't. They're, because the at power- the end, when she abandons the cover, a bullet goes through it. <laughs> but the power levels, Tom, if the guns are too strong, it makes the sticks useless. So the guns have yeah. to be weak. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Universe. She was given the uh, the ornate gun, which is because, as we learned, she's part of like the Imperial Guard. But they're like, I knew this would be trouble. And she's like, it is. That was actually the most subtle thing in the movie because it actually was a metaphor. It's trouble as in she was a soldier, not as in that gun is remotely fucking cool. It can't shoot through a fucking plexiboard. Like, what am I looking for here? Not plexiboard, not plexiboard. Whatever, cardboard? it can't shoot through fucking cardboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. The, the bar scene sucks. It just, it's, well, the fight is not even entertaining. It's just bad. And like, she was such a badass in that first scene, uh, that first fight uh, with the soldiers. Second best fight and in the then, movie. And then they, they set up this like uh, standoff in the bar and they do the slow-mo where she's got the, the twirly coat and everything, and she takes her first couple of shots, and you think, oh, man, she's just going to knock out the two guys next to the dude who's been antagonizing them. No, no, misses fucking every shot. I don't think she hit one shot in that whole fight. Uh, I mean, not Han Solo makes one shot. She shoots someone? She, she might does. shoot someone. No one can sure she, she's she standing does. in the middle of the fucking room, and no one can fucking shoot her. I, I did... Yeah. And this isn't a Mary Sue thing. This is not. This is not because she's a woman. It's not. Oh, I'm not really like. No, no. Like no, she people can't be Mary just... Sue in that scene because she was incompetent too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fight for her so fucking bad. So yeah, then we have not Han Solo, who has no motivation to help us whatsoever. Subtle guys who's like, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna help you. Hey, can we pay you? No. Do you have fuel? Oh, yeah, it's all free. Whatever. Like, God, so fucking subtle. Uh, so then we go to the episode one planet. We already talked about the the Griffin being cool, but the whole scene is irrelevant to the movie. It's completely useless. I like um, to get. I like to take bets. Huh? Bets that are really stupid. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I got nothing I else. I do love to gamble yeah, then, for, then no to, for no reason. For no reason. There you go. That one. The then it was the planet three hundred. Planet three hundred yep. was air. Well, it's. They built well, it up. It's like, oh, if you go there, you might get your head put on a spike outside the Coliseum for just, yeah. you know, bothering this dude. And then they go there, and he's just, like, in a gutter, and they never see the inside of the Coliseum. Yeah, hold, he's just getting a hold bath. On, hold on. We went, we, went to one, we went to one planet in between. But the last thing I want to say about the Griffin is just that my friends and I were sitting on the couch going, oh, fuck, yeah, the Griffin is going to kill the guy and come with them. We're going to have a fucking Griffin. This is so... No. No, they just... Nope. Literally walk nope. away. And I'm like, fuck you, nope. you fucking tamed a fucking griffin. You fucking take the griffin. What the he's, fuck, he's guys? He set him free, Tom. That's not what I'm saying. You, he'll come back. That's how that that's works. That's what I'm saying. Way. That's another thing. If this had been set in, like, the Opium Wars, that dr- that griffin could have come back. Yeah, see, thank that you. That griffin could have, like, thank flown you. off into the sunset and showed up in Act 3. <laughs> oh. At the final f- at the final battle, he could have, like, ripped through th- some sails and, like, tragically gotten taken out by... Uh, <laughs> 
a straight cannon <laughs> shot or bullet. Yeah, or, just a straight look, cannon shot or something. We don't know if that griffin <laughs> is either magical or a robot. I'm pretty sure it can travel through space and time. Yeah, no one worries too much. Okay, it's uh, gonna come back. Before we get to the Coliseum, we go to one more planet. That's the uh, the sci-fi spider punk uh, planet. I loved it. My one complaint: unnecessary wire world. Yeah, my one complaint, and I was screaming this internally, and then my friend's wife started screaming it out loud. We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The spider chick clearly had lines on her lips and chin as though her whole mouth was going to open. And then that never happened. And we were like, what the fuck? I want to see her fucking triple spider mouth. And we didn't get I that. Mean, Bring out the, the mandibles. As, yes. It was the yes! same thing as the griffin though, right? Where just like, she's like, she has every reason to be bad and seek revenge on the real big bads. Like the, the spider should have got on the ship too. That, I mean, I would have been cool with that too. Like, hey, come, come get some revenge against the people who popped up. Oh, I don't know. That'd have been great. You want to talk about subverting expectations. What if the spider chick was nemesis? That'd have been pretty cool oh, too. Oh, that would have been work. so cool. What if she had oh, killed, if so the spider cool. chick had killed the real nemesis and then taken her lightsabers and we had spider chick with lightsabers? I'd have been so into this movie, guys. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Like, wait a second. You want revenge? We'll get you fucking revenge. Oh. But also, but also like that, that whole like speech about not getting revenge really threw me off from the movie. I'm like, like, I get you're trying to defend also, but like, it's kind of like defending revenge. Like, why are you saying not to go down that well, path? I don't know. And it's as we learn her, from her exposition later, <laughs> her motivations revenge. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now we get to the Coliseum. Now we can bitch about this. So, um, yes, as we learn later, one of the most wanted criminals in all the galaxy is just, they're like, oh yeah, I hear that dude's over there. And he's just passed out in the gutter, literally. <laughs> we don't... The- genius general what's his name i don't remember anyone's name also do you remember they're like oh the last person that bothered him he put their head on a pike outside of the coliseum i was like is this dude gonna be running the coliseum is he gonna be their champion like this is gonna be awesome right like dude put a fucking head on a spike yeah are they gonna show him going through like actual therapy in in an arena with a bloody battle axe like oh that would have been so cool no he's in a gutter and then he gets washed and you never see the inside of the arena no we won't even see a fight in the fucking arena come on it doesn't make any sense it's so stupid it's so anticlimactic the actor is good the washington's hilarious like he's being a fallen general is a great idea the whole it's just we literally show up and find him we wash him and then how gentlemen how do they convince him to go with them I thought the bath convinced him. <laughs> I think they just called him a wuss. I mean, he's like, if they're going to paint me, like, he seems like good people. No, he's I mean, he's like, literally like, like oh, I have no reason to fight, no reason to live. Everyone's dead. And they go, revenge. what about revenge? And he's like, oh, dude, I never thought of that before. Oh, man, I could get revenge? Oh, sweet. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be a pussy, joking. do you? <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. No, the, the Coliseum was so disappointing unbelievably disappointing and useless and superfluous it was so that might have been the most disappointing part of the movie just because it's like dude heads on spikes fallen generals i forget the actor's name but he's awesome coliseum like this is this is gonna be good right now you just wanted to see space 300 
I did. Totally denied you that. Can I get that movie, please? That'd be fucking wonderful. Maybe in part they two. They should have had <sighs> the Blood Axes be like the last remnants of his old unit, and they've been looking for him and trying to get him back into the fight. Oh, that'd have been cool. And done the Blood Axes first, and then go to the Coliseum, see him all fucked that up. That would have made sense. And then Blood Axe guy is like, we have a bond of honor. It, you have to honor. You haven't fulfilled your duty yet. What about all the people that died? Like, that could have really been an awesome fucking screech. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. So, so, so you guys keep glossing over the, I guess, the planet neutral run, or I guess was that where the blood axis people were found? Well, so that's that's yeah, the next planet they go with the the Mon okay. Calamari king. Yeah, they go to the fucking yeah. Mon Calamari slash Gungan planet. I don't know why. I th- I don't know why that scene is there. I don't know why they talk to Fishman, who ends up like not only is he a Fishman, he is the King Fishman, who just greets people at the docks for some fucking reason. And then they're like, ah, we'll tell you where to go talk. And it's just like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's, r- it's right behind me. Just go talk to people over there. The- I don't know what the fuck the purpose of that fucking scene is. Like, why the fuck he's, is he, it there? to show how benevolent he is. He's going to help out everyone. Good yeah, guy, and then bad the empire, guy, he helped out everybody. Yeah, the fucking empire kills him. And we're just like, yeah, we we kind of established the whole they're evil thing. I think we got it. Why is there a fucking scene here? They like, what the set fuck? Him up. They could have set up King Leviticus or whatever it was. Letitia. It started with an L. Um, they could have set him up as being like, oh, we had a failed harvest, but thank goodness King What's-His-Name was there to, you know, step in with food aid, and we sold our our surplus to him and the, the blood axes because reasons, you know, debt of honor and all that. Yeah, there you it's go. Like, you know, set up, the, set up the relationships. Like, this guy, he's the leader of a planet of obviously relatively peaceful folks, and if he's gonna play the, what was it, uh, honor and charity thing? Something like that, yeah. Charity... Would have been a great theme to run through this because that whole speech that the big, that the bad dude with the the femur stick <laughs> gave about like honor, I understand, charity, I do not, mm-hmm. yeah. would have been so much more impactful if they had no, played up charity the through the whole yeah, movie. About, oh. Do you notice that? So you just mentioned the the evil guy who kills the the Mon Calmari, whatever the fuck, a robot. He's a robot, Tom. Yeah, not a guy. Yeah, R- robot dude, robots. robot bad guy, <laughs> um, who wears a suit and tie occasionally because I guess that's stylish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You notice that I'm not even like we've been I've been reviewing the movie here and I haven't even been mentioning her flashback exposition or his little scenes because I don't fucking remember them. I don't know where they are in the movie and I don't fucking care because they don't fucking affect anything. It was at the beginning. She went to Ender's Game School and it's a little twist because they <laughs> want to have lovers. And then she graduated from Ender's Game School and she's awesome now. Well, she graduated from Ender's Game School is awesome, but after the guy who becomes the Emperor... After she was adopted by Thanos. Yeah, but we don't know how he becomes Thanos. He just does, and at the end, it's like a reveal that he's Thanos, but, like, is it? Because we never... We saw this guy once in a flashback, and he never even had, I think, a spoken line. No, he did when he captures her. I don't fuck... Dude, I don't fucking know. It doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, he didn't didn't speak until they were in the mind prison. And I'll be honest too, like, I don't understand the big bads at all. Like, I get that they're evil, but like, were they good ones? Because they keep talking about, like, we had this king and everybody loved the king and it was cool, but then he died and we we got really angry and we oh, were mean Cariel, to everyone now. Oh, loses the king, for God's sake. Talk about doing nothing with, a, with an actor. His beard was so bad. There's so many bad beards in this movie, dude. It's so, I don't understand. Like, how it's the fuck so did bad. you make this movie with this budget and have this bad of beards? Like, just, I don't... I don't understand how the costume design in this whole film got so fucked up. It's pretty bad. Because, like, you could... 
<laughs> you could probably like make a lot of excuses about like oh it's you know a, a galaxy spanning civilization and you've got pockets of you know whatever Zach, people doing ever... their own thing sure but like they were all mashed together and like the dude with the tie felt like right where did and he show the like tie just felt like such an anachronism oh he's, he's wearing military to everything yeah he's wearing military like nazi garb the whole movie and then all of a sudden there's a scene where he just has on a suit and tie you're like, what oh, the no, no, fuck? Y'all are, y'all are overcomplicating this. <laughs> you know how hard it is to put a mustache in a robot? Those things don't grow hair. You gotta paste it on. It's not natural. Yeah, yeah oh. no, it's horse hair and shit. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. It's oh, this robots. movie's so fucking terrible. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on. So, yeah, we're at the Mon Calamari planet, and then we finally meet the Blood Axes. And this is another scene... That just makes no sense to me. Like, we meet them, and we talk to them, and they're like, oh, I guess because you're a farmer and you don't flinch when I look at you, I guess now we're going to divide our forces. Not even equally. I'm just going to take, like, the leader of the fucking rebellion and five dudes with two motorcycles. And we're going to join your cause. Because, again, the farmer didn't flinch or something. Thing and the sister's like, all right, peace out, bro. What? Why? Like, really, you're the one defending this movie. Explain this to me. Why I mean, does I mean, this I thought, happen? I thought that was one of the few clear parts of the movie. It was like a very, like, cause and effect. It's just like, hey, we sold you our, our leftover stuff. Now we've got the big guys asking for it. Like, remember that time we went to, remember that time we went to In-N-Out Burger and I gave you my leftover fries? Yeah, dude, I owe you a life debt. <laughs> They're just little peasant farmers, you know. It's just like the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Is that not? And it's just, I like how like they're like trying to bail really quick. It's just like, hey, you know, we're the rebellion. No, we actually don't want to fight these guys at all. We just want to like blow, you know, like their their tires and just just do that. That's all. We're, we're all for pranks. It. We're not a real rebellion of like people who fight things. I so. don't get it. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's not supposed to make sense. I know, but again, they take the two. They take like two or three dudes in their little motorcycle Naboo Tie Fighter ships, and then they just get on the not Han Solo ship again. I'm like, why don't they have their own ship at this? I don't. The blood well, axes suck. Their own ship that that quickly got shut down by the the machine guns. Yeah, the, that's what I'm calling those the motorcycles. Yeah, the motorcycles. Uh. Look, they were called the Rebellion. There was nothing said that they were a good rebellion. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's nothing established. It's what we so. do. We rebel. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so then we have one of the most obvious stupid betrayals ever of not Han Solo, who's had no motivation to be in this movie whatsoever. He's like, all right, I decided to turn good and join. I'm going to do Australian, Zach, because I don't know how to fucking do it. Oh, I decided to turn good and come join you. But first, would you mind helping me uh, drop off some crates to not not Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, that'd be really useful. I'm going to call him ahead and tell him we're coming, because this is totally not awkward or at all. So, like, he literally tells them he's going to fucking betray them, and they're like, oh, this is cool. Let's, let's go. Uh, we have, like, the most wanted criminals and bounty hunters and badasses in the universe. And we're like, hey, can you move my... I need to move into my condo. Can you move my my fucking crates was, or my Ikea furniture, please? The I was fuck is with this movie? Because hey, real quick before thought, we save your family, can you help me move a couch? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, hear me out. Like, I thought it was so telegraphed that that was gonna happen, 
I thought it was a double cross. Like, I thought, like, it wasn't going to be the farm. I, I, I seriously thought it wasn't going to be Too the farm boy that sprung him out of the scorpion robots. I thought it was going to be unredeemable Han Solo. And that was going to be his redemption arc. He's just like, oh, the bad guys thought I was with them. Surprise. I, we I brought, actually we thought the that leader here too. and they're going to get you. And yeah. then it was just. I thought that, that at first too, really. I really did. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought of it and was like, no, that, they're not going to do that. <laughs> of course they didn't. But I, that crossed my fucking mind. Oh my god. So, uh, yeah, we have the world's most obvious double cross. And then we have this awkward scene. They all get captured instant fucking-taneously. And then the bad guy shows up. And again, fucking exposition. He literally exposits about each of their backstories. We didn't even know Ab's boy was a prince. We didn't know uh, Nemesis. Horrible name, horrible Star Trek movie, great character character design i should say we didn't even know that she's like fighting for again revenge this didn't she said not to fucking do uh we we just get new backstory he just stops and exposits for everybody for no fucking reason and we didn't even know this did you know ab's boy was a prince no <laughs> but i'm gonna take my own logic because i was very upset that he didn't put a shirt on not not out of like <laughs> abs but more so because like it's cold in space like going off to this really gross and dirty wet dock like it's, it's raining outside i think he is also a robot because he's not getting cold it's very so. cold in space <laughs> jesus fucking christ so, i don't even know it's so yeah. stupid it's so stupid the fuck is wrong with this movie i'm, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit oh. I, I again like i feel like the movie's in on the joke and its ridiculousness because of that that last line where they start getting into the Yojimbo stuff again in the wheat fields and be like, well, this would have been a beautiful place to die and to think you wanted us to fight here. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, <laughs> like, really? Really? You're going to have your characters say that in this movie? Like, this is just like, what is going on here? Okay. So if then part uh, two doesn't open up with the ship just blasting that village from orbit while they're on their way <laughs> trekking up to right? it on their horses. But let's we're, we're gonna we're to gonna God. we're gonna fucking talk about the little you know Admirals trailer. Are known for their bravery, oh, obviously. God oh God damn it's moving. <laughs> okay, so we get the expository thing. They make the farmer do the like. Okay, you're gonna kill them all, and then it come to find out the cattle gun we talked about earlier isn't actually just a cattle gun. If you don't fire the cattle gun and just take it out, it is now the universal unlock key for goddamn every one of those uh, prison robots. I don't know what the fuck to call them. And that's why yeah. I thought, like, it was going with the in on it thing, because, like, that made no sense whatsoever. Like, how did Farm Boy knew to, know to do any of that? Right. Like, that just was, like, like, it made no sense. So I thought, like, literally, he must have been on it. Like, there has to be, like... There's no other reason than that for that whole scene that yeah. happened. And then he unlocks them. Again, no one shoots him. He unlocks three of them in a row before no one fucking shoots him. And then, of course, we get the always awesome nemesis uses her lightsabers to cut the other two free, which is kind of great. But, like, yeah, what is, uh, like, again, he has a character arc, hip, hip, hooray, uh, chip, chip, cheerio. But, like, it's so stupid. He just unlocks them with the cattle gun. I, I don't know, dude. So then we get into the fight scene. Dear God in heaven, this is some of the worst choreography. The main character is literally in slow motion, of course, just running through the center of the gunfight and doesn't get shot. And in the background, right behind, I say background, like a yard behind her are multiple soldiers just standing, not even behind cover, just looking at her. It's like, 
someone shoot this person, please. Like, I well, don't understand. There's no fight. There's no fight choreography. There's no throwing a smoke bomb. There's no hiding behind a thing or flipping over. It's just, I'm going to run straight through the field of fire and combat and be fine. Yeah. I mean, some of those soldiers, some of those soldiers were blood axes. And like, it wasn't just everybody in the, in the things, uh, in the, the, the exoskeleton prison robots. Um, you know, the blood axes were there. They were, they were sort of disarmed. And as soon as she got free and stole a gun, they all rioted. Um, so, okay, yeah, sure, but, yeah, it was just, they were really surrounded. So they were surrounded. Oh, right? And nobody could hit and her outnumbered, for no reason. you think. I, yeah. Again, y'all are trying to be rational in a movie that makes no sense whatsoever. You think no. the fight scene's gonna have sense? Like, it's a trope that happens in every other movie. People Roll, don't know yeah. how to aim. I'm so glad you're I'm so it's, fucking glad Roll was here. You're, you're right. It's a low bar to criticize it on, but given everything else, it feels like fair game. <laughs> do, do you think maybe she used her Jedi mind tricks to make them not shoot at her? That would have been oh, fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> All right, Ruli, you're the one defending the movie. Defend, <laughs> defend the blood axe's death because this is so stupid. Which one? The one where giant he... stick, giant yeah, stick, giant stick. Yeah, giant stick. Like it was amazing. My stick is better than bacon. I know what song we're going out on. Did did, did every character have like a giant? I'm gonna thrust something into something else scene. It's so, like there was giant stick or like just the, the whole jumping thing. The princess got one or the prince got one. It's a horny movie. Um. I think Ray, did Ray get one whenever she was jumping onto the platform? Maybe I don't know. Lots, lots of slow motion oh, jumping. Yeah, no, she got she got the one where she broke the stick and then stabbed the guy in the leg. Yeah, yeah. So this whole movie is just this, this some way to have jumping people in slow motion. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, his his death like he it, it out of all the random things in the movies, at least his death was directly correlated with something happening, and that was taking off the biggest ship in the, their navy. I don't that, that was ridiculous. I don't know, dude. Okay, I'm you, so, I keep imagining this whole movie as being like set in China in the Opium Wars, and it's just so much better. No, this <sighs> this this is this is the farmer doing a total recall thing, and he's the hero of the story. Yada yada yada. Oh, so, yeah, okay. no, the farmer is the only human <laughs> in this uh, whole odyssey because everybody else is a Westworld robot. <laughs> All uh, right, so... He's the paying customer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got it. The... Got it. Yeah, so the Blood Axe leader does a slow motion leap onto the, the, the gunship turret and breaks through space-proof glass, I thought, with his stick, impaling a bad guy, which whose controls for the gun turret somehow make the whole ship move and fly into the space, not water dock. I think this whole scene is so stupid. Also, my friends and I are making fun of it because it even when it was supposed to be like slow motion run, it looked like the guy was like running in like fake slow-mo. His steps were so small together. It was like, it looked terrible. Okay, Jesus fucking Christ. Let's get to the end of this. So then the main character, the Scarbringer, we still don't know why that's your fucking name, goes off on a, a buoy? Is it a buoy? And she fights the main bad guy. I don't know how they get on the buoy. They just kind of like jump onto her some shit. And they have like your typical one-on-one fight. She gets knocked off to the side, but then, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi's her way back the fuck up or something. I don't know. Ro- robot arms. We've established that they all have robot arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. Oh, he gets his arm broken. He gets uh, hit in the leg or stabbed in the leg. He gets his teeth knocked out. And then he falls. We've already talked about this. 
That fight scene is not very impressive. It's not very engaging. Motherfucker should have been dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm done talking about this fucking planet. Okay. There is one last thing. They all, all the heroes gather after the fight is over and they're kind of like laughing. And then they say a line. The general, I think, says a line. And I was genuinely confused as fuck. And I was turning to my friends going, guys, what the fuck? No, explain to me what the fuck just happened. The general goes, ah, isn't our reward waiting for us on the whatever planet? And they're all laughing. Ah, I'm like, what, what fucking reward are you talking about? What the pay fuck? Grain. That's, that's what my grain, friends guys. were saying. I'm like, what do you mean? No, they're supposed to be starting a rebellion. The reward is revenge. They're like, hey guys, <laughs> the, my leftover French fries are waiting for us in a refrigerator on another planet. What the fuck are they talking about? I was so fucking confused at that moment. Like I was literally looking at my friends going, what the fuck just happened? What reward? What are they talking about? Did I miss a scene? Was there some exposition I just blocked out of my fucking brain? Oh God in heaven. The the the, the reward was the battle that they were supposed to have there. <laughs> the sweet, the sweet oh, ecstasy of death on the battlefield in, in the most beautiful battlefield ever. They literally said that in the line knitter. No. This would have been a yeah. was the battle he was the corpses de- he was left denied, along the way. <laughs> he was denied his sweet, beautiful death that he wanted. He's like, where's oh, the battleship? Oh, it's maybe. supposed to be here. I want to die. Let's get this over with. So oh, no. that's... That that that's emblematic of the problems with the whole movie. Uh, everything stems Ugh. from the fact that nobody's motivation is clear in any of it at any point. Like Someone you can make... sort of squint and maybe say, "Oh, it's revenge," or maybe, "Oh, it's it's money or some kind of commerce thing, some material compensation." But even that's ambiguous, and it's just so <laughs> so unfocused in why anybody Ugh. is doing anything. Makes no sense. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's finish Let's finish this shit out. All right. So then they all get on the ship. They go back to the farm planet. And they, instead of landing the ship near the farm, they all apparently get on the not horses and take a, remember I said, remember this? Two-day ride back to the village. And you what know, is the last wait. shot of the movie? It is, we pan through the field and the Anthony Hopkins robot is there. <laughs> with fucking deer antlers on his fucking head but he doesn't even say anything we don't even have anthony hopkins bookend with narration it's just a robot with deer antlers in a field i guess they they mentioned ice elk at some point and they showed a carcass oh that made me that made me so mad that made me so mad because they they tried to establish that it was a desert planet i'm like how do you have ice elk on this desert planet (laughs) this doesn't make any sense where's the snow yeah you know what it would have made you, you know what it would have made not taking the ship straight to the village make sense? If it was set in the fucking Opium Wars, and they had to leave the <laughs> ship at fucking port. Because that's what they did. He is not going to let this go. No, the setting was stupid. <laughs> alright, alright, gentlemen, I'm inserting one section we don't usually do, so I don't have an interstitial, so... <laughs> Laugh track. This is the hilarious section. So this is the shit that my friends and I literally laughed out loud at. So uh, in the beginning of the movie, when the ship first shows up, the main character runs over to like a a bell and takes a giant hammer and starts beating the bell in slow motion. I was literally laughing out loud because every single person on the screen is looking up at the spaceships. It's this giant, obvious, loud as fuck spaceship. And she's in slow motion banging this fucking bell. And I'm like, yeah, we know. It's like the Amazon guy rang the doorbell. The dogs are all barking, but in slow motion, I went and got one of those little serving bells. It was like, ding, ding, ding. Hey guys, there's someone here. 
ding, ding. Yes, we know. Amazon rang the bell and the dogs are barking. Fuck you. This scene was so fucking hilarious and stupid. Oh, dear God. Okay. Um, uh, after Anthony Hopkins robot shoots the guy, he literally runs out of the movie. It runs out of the barn. He was having an excess, ex- existential crisis. Right. Uh, when the dude is on the griffin in the canyon, my friend yells out, now this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Right. Uh, the bartender in the not Mos Eisley Cantina had World of Warcraft shoulder podrins. My friend's like, wow, that bartender clearly raids in World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, uh, and the last thing, of course, was we literally all of us, all of us burst out loud laughing when the, we saw the robot with deer antlers <laughs> just died, man. Okay, for the love of God, let's let's fucking do this. Let's get the fuck out of here. They've got to win this one. I bribed everyone in Hollywood. And the Oscar goes to... Win or redacted. That's it? Gotta be fucking kidding. Oh, gentlemen, the QQ review score is simple. One Q is uh, I didn't like it. I don't think you will either. I'm sorry, zero Qs is I don't like it. I don't think you will either. One Q, no, that's one Q. I'm, f- oh my God, my brain hurts. Two Q, uh, I don't, I don't fucking care. This movie sucks. <laughs> it's fucking. Three, three out of five sticks. Four Q, I don't fucking, <laughs> I can't even think. My brain hurts. Oh, it's it's a zero. This movie's a fucking zero. I just I fucking I hate this. This movie is so but here's the thing. I don't hate this the way I hate Prometheus. This is if you my friends and I <laughs> sat down on the couch and laughed our fucking asses off. It is a god awful movie. I don't know how the fuck it got made. It is a piece of shit. But we did laugh our fucking asses off at it. So as much as I think it sucks ass and I'm giving it a zero, it's still fucking funny. All right. What are your fucking reviews, man? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, for for me, it's always like setting your expectations. I, I know like a lot of the stuff that we've complained about is like character motivations and plot <laughs> yeah, and little, story. Little things like story motivations. It's like the porno no, no, but no, in the but Big for, Lebowski. But, no, but for reals, but for reals, like, like popcorn movies. It's just that, that's what it is. Like you, you, you watch this to like show off your TV and be like, hey, look, this, look you can see all of his abs. Every pixel on his abs, it's like he was here. Um you know yeah. it, it's fine it, it's it's a one like like if if you know what you're getting into and treat it like that it's fine it's it's not for everyone but if you have the right expectations you'll just it'll be you'll be all right oh, dude, I feel, yeah no i'm i'm with you because i feel like it's a movie that i kind of enjoy hating um as much as i would have enjoyed a better movie uh I'm probably going to watch part two because I have to see this train wreck. Oh, I through. will. I will watch part two. That's going to happen. <laughs> that's that's the fucking April ridiculous 19th, part. 2024. I just. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. Last and, section, and, gentlemen, is predictions. Predictions for and, part and two. They have, April, they have a whatever. trailer. I, I would I would suggest it that we watch it next time because we're already super over. Oh, yeah. And I'm um, tired as fuck. I'm like, my brain is fucking fried. All right. We'll watch the trailer next time. Um, oh. so, uh, prediction that the Griffin has to come back. The Griffin has to come back, and Chappie's going to lead a rebellion of robots. I don't know if that's going to be at the very <laughs> beginning or the very end. The robots are going to be like, "We've we finally got our act together and we have a conscience," and they're going to save the day. Well, thanks, Chappie robots. Oh, all right. 
Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll be back next week, I think. I don't know. But please always remember that any of all views expressed on the podcast representative solely of the person expressing them, neither friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and certainly neither employers, past, present, or future. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for respecting our individuality. Gentlemen, we're going on My Stick by Bad Lip Reading. And uh, yeah, I'll edit this together later. But thank you for putting up with this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Uh, next week, gentlemen. Thank you, Tom. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Until yeah. next time, dear listener. QQ. Listen, sir. Knock you in your head with my stick. With my stick. You gonna have a mark from my stick. From my stick. My stick. My stick. I just got bored. Everybody out.